0: You are now tuned in to It's Not What You Think. Welcome to a brand new episode. It's your girl, Khadija, and I am super excited to chit-chat with you today. Um, This topic, I came up with it like probably three days ago. It hit me like a self-revelation just came out of nowhere, and I thought to myself, I have to share this with you. I have to help save my people. I mean, what am I here for, you know? Okay, and before I get into this episode i want to talk about spotify wrapped and what they did for podcasters it was super cute you know i'm new in the game so it's like a fresh thing to me i don't know if they did this before so they sent me the little link because i'm an apple girl so i don't really be on spotify like that but you know my podcast is available on spotify and apple but apple doesn't have a wrap for podcasters And anyway so spotify sent me this little slideshow thing about you know congratulations on your first episode that you put out this year blah blah blah. and the one thing that i want to talk about was the fact that they said most of my spotify listeners listen in between 5 to 11 making it the most popular time and quote a perfect way to unwind from a long day i just wanted to take the time out in this episode to thank my spotify listeners well like all of my listeners for just i don't know just listening to me i guess i feel like i thank you every episode but i mean As I should, right? I have a confession to make. You know, I can't fake the funk with you guys. If you remember last episode, I was like, I'm a very logical person. Like, you know, 9 out of 10, I act very logical in the way that I do things. But the way that I think is very, very emotional. And when I said 9 out of 10, you know that that 1% or whatever, 10%, if it's like out of 100. When I... Act off of emotion—it's completely chaotic. The fact that, like, I'm so aware of like what makes me be chaotic and stuff like that caused me to start to avoid things and even people because it's just like I don't want to be that. Y'all want me to be that, like, like, it's like you know how I was like. Oh, um, I don't want to be around people who make me feel like I have to limit my emotions and stuff like that. Honestly, if, I don't know, I guess both ends of the spectrum are bad. But for me, it's like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, like, minimize myself regardless. When someone does something I don't like, I automatically, I don't, I don't, how do I say this? I, I, mm, I don't act crazy, but I take dramatic approaches. Either it's a done deal, like you're making me feel like I have to light a match and burn the bridge, which sometimes you shouldn't do that. Or, you know, make a grand scheme of a confrontation. And I'm just like, sometimes things don't need confrontation. Sometimes things just need time. Sometimes things just need silence. But I don't know how to shut up. Like, I'm very confrontational. Like, and I... And I wish I wasn't like that because it's like I'm not scared like I don't I don't think anybody's gonna do anything to me and it's not a like confrontation like I'm not going into somebody being like yeah I heard this and that fight 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 I don't think I've ever fought in my life well like probably like the fourth grade but I was like a kid and we we're just slapping each other so it wasn't even anything deep but the com- the confrontation I'm talking about would be things that like Like, things that people are scared to confront, like, their friends about or their partners about. And it's, like, I have no fear in that place because it's, like, I just, I guess I just like the thrill of confrontation, which is not a good thing to admit. But this is a, um, this is a judgment-free zone, I hope. Okay. But, yeah, I just, I'm just, I'm not the type of person that's gonna compromise my emotions. Like, if I feel like you did something, I'm gonna say it immediately too i'm not even gonna give a time to rest unless i'm like extremely mad then i'm then i'm silent that's when i know how to be quiet when i'm mad or i'm angry or i'm sad but if i'm talking and i'm like okay i'm gonna confront you don't even gotta apologize babes because i don't even care it's just a thrill thing and i hate that about myself and i wish i wasn't like that but anyways like i said like i'm avoiding people that make me want to act like that like i know people can't make you act the way but we're just gonna blame people today just for this just for this little segment right here I decided to avoid people that do that stuff to me for at least a week or something. And it just made me feel really down because, like, I don't want to be like that. I don't want to always have to be dramatic and take a dramatic approach. Like, not everything has to do with extremities, you know? So, I'm just gonna... So, I just decided to take a day off. I need to lay down and figure out what the heck is going on with me. Or not even figure out anything. I just want to lay down and watch my comfort movies because like i'm the type of person that has like certain things that comfort them like you know people have like comfort food i don't have comfort food because when i'm stressed i don't eat so i have like comfort movies comfort shows like stuff like or comfort clothes like there's clothes i will wear till the thread is gone like i just feel safe when i'm you know in my comfort zone with my comfort clothes which is most of the time a hoodie and my baggy sweatpants and These particular pair of socks. Let me set the scene for you, right? I'm in my room dressed in my uniform of comfort, okay? And I'm laying in my room. It's pretty disorganized, but you know, I'm like, I have like three blankets on me, okay? I'm really warm and I'm not caring about what's going on. I haven't said a word to anyone in how many hours? I don't know. But I'm sitting down on my laptop and I'm watching one of my favorite movies of all time. If you know me, you know Boomerang. Aside from Matilda is one of my favorite comfort films, right? And um I don't know, I just really love the actors that were on there. Halle Berry, one of my favorite actors. What am I stereotypical? I don't care. I love Halle Berry. She was on there and I love the character that she played, Angela. But it was a really good film. Usually I'll I'll have it playing just as background noise and I'll like look up every now and then and watch it. But you know, this time I was like actually paying attention. I'm going to review one of my favorite movies of all time. Will I be biased because it's one of my favorite movies? Yes. Do I recommend everybody to watch it? Yes. You should watch it. It's really good. It's really... Like, it doesn't even feel like a movie. It just feels like you're watching people's lives because the actors are just that great. All right. Let's get into it, okay? The movie, it's in New York, and um, it's... it's so, it stars Eddie Murphy, right? And he is a... Marketing executive. He's like that guy. Every guy wants to be him. All the girls want him. He gets everybody easily, you know. And he's a womanizer. So, you know, let's paint this as he's the villain in my mind. Like, let's do it like that, right? He's the villain. Not a villain because there's no really villain. It's just a, a movie about life. But in this scenario, let's just say that, right? So, at his job one day, he, there's this new woman that works there and her name is Jacqueline who is played by Robin Givens and basically she's like his karma right like he's played every woman ever since he's met them and now he meets her and he thinks oh this is my match like you know it's gonna mesh so well but she plays him like a fiddle good for her right and she's like you know she doesn't give him no attention I mean she uses him or whatever but it's nothing that like it's nothing that he hasn't done to someone before right And at the same time as he's getting to know her, um, he's getting to know this other character, Angela, who is played by Halle Berry. But they're getting to know each other during like like a platonic level. So it's not even like, yeah, so that's how they're getting to know each other, which is kind of an authentic way versus him just chasing Jacqueline and like, kind of having a one-sided obsession with her while he's, like, actually getting to know Angela. And I don't even think that was his intention, right? To actually get to know Angela. So they get to know each other. As the movie progresses, you know, Jacqueline continues to play him like a fiddle. Angela's there to pick up the pieces. And then they end up, Angela and Marcus, I don't know if I mentioned, but that was Eddie Murphy's character's name in the movie. Marcus and Angela end up, like, you know, getting along better and they're spending nights together and hanging out, whatever, and stuff like that. And and then one day Jacqueline, after she basically like kinda went MIA on him or whatever, she called him up and I guess he just wanted to talk to her for some closure or whatever. So he ended up going to um talk to her. And the the morning comes or whatever. Cause mind you now him and Angela are a thing. Okay. So she's there and he she's in the kitchen reading a newspaper or whatever. This is my favorite favorite scene of the movie he comes out from the room comes to the kitchen you know he didn't say anything and then she's like so how'd he go last night and he's all oh was fine da-da-da. you know that's when she was like you didn't come home to the middle of the night and he was like i had to take a walk you know clear my mind blah 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 stuff like that right and essentially it gets to the point where he was like yeah i seen her and all these emotions came out and you know There's some things that you just can't control. And she was like, like what? And he was like, like love. And here is my favorite line of all time. She goes, love, what do you know about love? What could you possibly know about love? You know, I'm sick and tired of men using love as some disease you just catch. Love should have brought your blank home last night. And that is my favorite line ever why am i talking about this because marcus has played women all his life a complete jerk and now that something happened to him he's victimizing himself like oh my god like this this is things just happen to me i have no control over anything and in the process of him victimizing himself right with the confrontation he's having with angela he's the villain in her mind because how could you still want to be with another woman want to claim to love that woman the woman that basically disregarded you when I'm here in an authentic way I'm here for your low days and she's not you know and actively acting like you can't choose who to be with and who to love you know and and It was such an insane take, and that's exactly why Angela slapped And although I don't condone putting your hands on people, I don't blame her one bit. Because it just came to a point where it would... Because you know what he said would cause her to slap him? So the argument continues, basically, right? And... You know, she's like, you don't love me, you don't love anyone, you only love yourself, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, how could you say I never cared about you? You know, Jacqueline says I'm a better person and I owe that all to you. She swung her arm all the way back and slapped him. Because, are you crazy? I could talk about this movie all day. Um, I just want to say that watching that and then thinking and reflecting onto my own life, generally speaking, I try my best to be kind to people. But you know, things happen. I'm a human being. So it's just like to think that maybe out there there's someone like, he's just a villain in my story. I wonder. And like side note, I always wonder, like thinking like that made me think, I wonder what character I am in p- other people's lives. Like, am I like the cool girl that she's so chill? Or am I like the annoying friend? Or am I like the very kind hearted daughter? Or am I like, the psycho girl that won't leave me alone I don't know but you know I have range so I could be all of them the year is almost over and I don't know about you but this is the first time ever in life for as long as I can remember that I don't feel like making a new year's resolution not because I'm perfect you know (laughs) I'm just playing but it's just like every day feels like a fresh start to me anyway like you know how we usually kind of try to have a generic fresh start for all of us but how can the general public pick one day where we're all gonna change it's just you can pick a random day in like July to be like, okay, today is the day I'm gonna change, like whatever. And I don't know, January doesn't even feel like a new year, it always just feels like an extension of the previous year. But in the spirit of the new year coming, you know, I thought it would be cute to talk about what we want and, you know, kind of reflect on the things that we did. I'm not gonna share too much, but just a little bit. One thing on my list that I wanna stop doing is publicly complaining. Publicly complaining has gotten me nowhere in life. I joke a lot and I'm sarcastic, so 99% of the time when I'm talking and joking with somebody, they're, they're complaints, but I guess the person wouldn't really take it as a complaint, but to me, I know it's a complaint even though I'm joking because, you know, jokes have truth in them. And there's times where the things that I'm even complaining about are not even necessarily bothering me, but to hear myself constantly talk about it and constantly complain about it, kind of, I guess I almost trick myself into thinking like, okay, this is bothering me. And I think that you know me long enough to know that I am a very painfully self-aware young person, so... Now I'm telling myself, okay, so why do you keep talking about this? If you don't, if you're not really worried about it. Like, but I'm not even gonna lie, right? I'm pro- I'm a proudly bothered person, okay? Everybody's like, I'm unbothered, I'm bothered, and I'm always bothered, and I'ma stay bothered, you know? But it's okay for me to be bothered because I realize like internally I'm kind of calm and I know how to center myself. It's just handling situations is how do I say this? It's like handling stuff by myself, I can do it. But to handle stuff with people involved is so hard for me. I found myself, like, complaining about... Because now that I think that I solved internal issues, not completely, but now that I think I know how to handle that, I kind of um, feel like I complain about what people do, right? And I always take the approach of people are doing things to me and I'm letting it happen. And I'm putting air quotations, you know, just to emphasize, right? And my problem is, it's like, not to just expose myself, I'm a, I am I, I think that my problem is I always try to correct people in my life, when I don't have to correct anybody, I just have to set boundaries with people, you know, because, um and I'm tired of correcting people, because I enjoy relaxing now, and when you're constantly in the place of, hey, I don't like when you do this, hey, I don't like when you do this, hey, can you do this, can you not, can you? it's too much, and, and it's like, Khadija, these people are not your kids, like, even your kids you can't control because they're their own people. The best thing you can do is just state your state your piece. And if if it's going to work how it's going to work, it's going to work how it's going to work. And if it's not, you got to let it go. And it's just like, because, you know, on my vacation from people right now, I'm realizing that, like I said, I act, try to act logical, but I'm very emotion driven. And that's okay. It's just I need to learn how to control myself you know and it's like I know what to do and I know what's right and I know what's wrong but like my mind knows that but I just don't know how to process it so I had to face to face with myself in the mirror and I was like why was I acting like the world revolves around me you know and and why was it like if something happened I had to make a catastrophe out of it 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 doesn't make any sense, and I think that one of the main things that um I was thinking about was, or like worried about was like the past, you know. And what if this happened, or what if that didn't happen, or what if I did this, or what? And it's just like what ifs are just what ifs will kill you, you know. And it's like if you're constantly thinking about what if, you're just living in a fantasy land because. Things happened how they happened and you can't change it. And like I said, like, it's okay to be bothered, but I have to just stop letting things consume me. I'm more of a listener than I am a talker, but I do talk a lot, but I listen just as much, right? And if you let people just talk and you just listen, you find out certain things. Like, this wasn't recently, but it's more like I'm understanding it more, was that people are exactly what they don't like about other people and now I'm looking at people like that so I started to think am I what I don't like about other people there's this James Baldwin video you know one of the greatest writers of all time he was like nobody like no man or woman is what they say they are he was like love is where you find it and you don't know where it's going to carry you and that holds so much truth to it because when love finds you, whether you're the most secure person ever, right? It always finds you or give, um, makes you be in a vulnerable state. You will never fully know who you are, like ever. I think we'll, I think that we will never know who we are. Like I think that we will have things that make up who we. How do I say this? Like, we'll have things that we associate with ourselves, but I feel like we're always going to kind of be in the place of growing and fumbling and whatever, right? But love always will find you in a place where, how do I say Okay, perfect, right? You will never know your true insecurities sometimes until you are faced with it in a relationship. And that could be a friendship or a romantic pursuit. Because I will say this, right? Um, In the past, like, three to four years, I like to consider myself as someone who is, like, confident in where I am. But I have lost so many connections as well as gained new connections and as well as um, rekindled over and over with people, right? And if it's one thing I realized, I have this particular insecurity that I'm not sharing with you because we ain't that close. But, yeah, it's just one insecurity that I have that I, that, um, I don't know how to overcome it. It's just, I would have never known I had that particular insecurity had I not dealt with the people that I dealt with. I don't know, like, being in a place like that, like, it just exposes you to things that you just have no idea of. Like, I remember talking to my dad about, like, one of my closest friends, and I was telling him, like, about the problems we were having, and he was telling me about how um, I need to learn how to deal with people accordingly. And to him, he was meaning like, you know, if someone wants to um, call you or hang out with you for a sense of like security or a sense of like, like wanting to um, just needing someone to talk to if they don't have anybody else to talk to be there and whether they, um, you know, reciprocate the same thing you should just be the same person like don't let someone change you to be a negative person right like but that doesn't mean you can't set boundaries he was like if you feel like talking and being there for someone be there for someone but don't hold things against people and I really loved the way he worded that because it made me think about um this one poem and it was this one line well I found the line on Pinterest and it was like be like life accompany everyone but hold on to none and I think that's such a beautiful way to describe detachment without it being negative because you can't hold on to everything so tightly in life which is something that I struggle to do I don't know I just can't grasp it like I want to hold on to everything as tight as possible because I know that not to be morbid but time is so scarce with us like I always this is such a scary thing but I always think about like When I was, like, six years old, sitting in my classroom, I remember thinking about 2022 and 2021, like, it was something so far out. And look at me now, like, it's kind of scary. And another thing that I want to do is to stop obsessing over the idea of real love and fake love, right? Like, if I master this art of detachment, I think I'll be okay. Because, like, I think about, like, what my dad said, like, don't let someone, you know, change the way you are because of what they do like you could set boundaries and all but you could still be the same person Like i just feel like obsessing over whether the love is real or fake is insane because the idea of fake love is redundant like it's so sacked because if it's real genuine love you'll feel it and even if it's not in most cases it will still feel real i think if you just let the love flow to you and accept it openly and When that person that provided it to you dips on you, the love is still there, but you have to let in the moment feelings come and go for real. Because in the moment feelings with people or like security or whatever comes in waves, it's never going to be permanent like it has always been like that and always will be but the love it's gonna be with you always it's gonna take different forms though like maybe an anger or sadness or maybe a sense of confidence or a sense of hope stays with you right maybe even like fear you know but it's like the only thing you should worry about is not letting that transformed love ruin you Like, take care of the part of you that's hurting and sit with it, but do not let it ruin you. You know, it's just crazy. Like, love can be defined in so many ways, and at times it's a choice. Like, love is definitely a choice at times. And, like, in ways it's like choosing to be present in something regardless of the calamities around it. And this is so easy to say, but just so hard to grasp sometimes, right? And to execute it. I don't know. Like, you know, right now I just feel like I'm tired of letting things just happen to me. And I'm tired of letting my emotions just beat me up. Like, I want to fight back, you know? Because the whole time, like, I could be the problem. And I'm sitting here blaming people for my lack of accountability and my insecurities when maybe the villain is not even them. Maybe it's your insecurity and your lack of understanding. Because like I said in, like, the first episode, everybody's idea of love and being present in love is different. And it just feels like, when are you going to take control? You know? I don't know, man. My head hurts so bad after thinking so hard. I don't even, I don't even know how to process what I just said in these past, what, 25 minutes? Yeah. But this is the last episode of the year. Um, So happy new year. I can't wait to talk to you in 2022. That sounds super scary, but let's not deep it. If you want to share your new year's resolution with me, I would love to hear it. I won't share it on the show if you don't want me to, um, but if you are listening from Apple, there is in the like description, you could just click the website, but if you're listening on Spotify, I think I'll just put the, um, the link of the website in the description, and if you're listening on Anchor, you know what to do. You can leave me a voice note and tell me what you're planning to do, I don't know, it would be fun do it if you want to no pressure at all but i would love to if you did it i don't know anyways i gotta go i have a six page essay due and i have not started goodbye